Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB and today is the 4th of Jan 2023. Now the global cryptocurrency market has marginally pumped up but I do have this feeling that this is only a temporary hike and towards the weekend there is a very high possibility that the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies would fall down. But once again guys, as I always say, my price predictions are 100% right 50% of the time. Now surprisingly, the volume of stablecoins is relatively the same so it's really interesting to see what has actually pumped up in the cryptocurrency market now the total value of DeFi is still ridiculously low and i'm hoping by the second quarter or third quarter of 2023 we might see some newer innovation particularly in the world of DeFi. so what are your thoughts guys mention them in the comments below now in today's episode we are very seriously going to be talking about the bitcoin mining industry which is facing some really severe crypto winter. Now in December, quite a lot of Bitcoin mining facilities did file for bankruptcy and in today's episode, we are going to be discussing Core Scientific, Compute North and even Celsius Network, how they are connected with mining rigs and how they are all in the verge of falling for bankruptcy. Along with them, even Marathon Digital Holdings and Argo Blockchain are at the risk of filing bankruptcy so definitely not so good news, particularly if you're working in the mining industry. And the Bitcoin mining difficulty has also gone down by 3.6%. Now in today's episode, I'm going to be giving my thoughts and opinions if the Bitcoin mining difficulty keeps on reducing, if it's going to be possible to do double spending. Now Lucas, you might be agreeing to it or you might be disagreeing to it, but these are just thoughts and opinions that I'd like to share. Now another breaking news which just happened earlier today is about the legend Sam Bankman-Fried. Now he has decided to plead not guilty for all the fraudulent and conspiracy charges. So definitely interesting news particularly to do with Sam Bankman-Fried. Now the court in New York has also decided a date in October and I believe the date is 2nd or the 4th of October. So some update regarding Sam Bankman-Fried, even Gulf News in UAE has also covered about that news. Now regarding Ukraine and Binance, we have some positive news and Binance Pay is definitely helping Ukrainian and this is to do with pharmacy chain. So definitely positive news from Binance and in Ukraine. Now regarding UAE, I have two news and both the news are events that I'm conducting starting from the Feb of this year. The first event is Bitcoin Beginners Guide Session. Essentially, it is a three-part series which takes place on the 2nd of Feb, 9th of Feb and 16th of Feb. And on the very same day, on the 2nd, I do have an Ethereum beginner's guide as well. So in today's episode, I'm going to explain what is it that will contain in this session. Now look guys, I've been in the cryptocurrency space in 2013 and in 2022, I must say, the number of people who don't understand the basics is absolutely alarming and scary. And that's one of the reasons I tend to do this session every month. It's so critical that you truly understand what Bitcoin is. Then you would understand what it is not. And I'm also going to be sharing some information about Ethereum as well. Because there are a couple of updates that are taking place in Ethereum. And lately there is some drama about Ethereum where the transactions are being censored. So this whole notion of Ethereum being censorship resistant may not necessarily be true. Now in today's episode I'm very briefly going to talk about what I'm going to be discussing on the 2nd of February but on the 2nd of February we'll go in detail and these sessions are completely free of course and I'll go ahead and explain how to go ahead and sign up for these sessions. So let's kick start today's episode. So welcome everyone it's Atim here in Dubai and you're listening to Krypton Coffee at 8 
that we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And how this series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the prowess of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East and the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And this is followed by Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. And every Friday's guys, I do have an episode called Metaverse Everything where we solely focus on Metaverse. So please check out those episodes as well. The format for Metaverse Everything is completely different. And I also tend to publish a daily and weekly report via my LinkedIn. So please follow me on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn profile is in the show notes below. But before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message. So check this out. Firstly, guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high-paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events, and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something well but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called Rise in the Obstacle Course Race. And Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get insights scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs, and these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Coast Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. In today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now since you have taken care of that, let's look at the global cryptocurrency market as of the 4th of June. 2023. Now yesterday guys was the anniversary of when Bitcoin was originally created. Now one day after the anniversary, the global cryptocurrency market has marginally gone up by well over $20 billion. As of today, it is 
$1.06 billion, still a ridiculously low volume considering the fact that the market cap of Bitcoin alone was over $1.3 trillion and the global cryptocurrency market was at one point of time on the verge of touching the $3 trillion mark. Now that thing being said, we are still way below the $1 trillion mark but since the last 24 hours, it has marginally gone up by 1.37%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is $31.94 billion. This is still terrible numbers but since the last 3 days, there is a very slow and gradual improvement and since the last 24 hours, it is up by 46.30%. The total volume in DeFi has also marginally gone up to $2.21 billion. Now look us, in 2020 and 2021, on an average given day, the total volume in DeFi was hovering around the $15 to $16 billion. Today, it is down to $2.21 billion and the total value locked is $38.72 billion with Lido leading the race and the dominance of Lido is 15.55% and $6.15 billion is locked in this protocol and make it ours number second at $5.99 billion and in 2022 and 2021, MakerDAO was the dominating protocol among all DeFi protocols and in the DeFi world and MakerDAO is also considered as a boomer DeFi protocol, so really interesting stuff. Aave is number third at $3.77 billion and Curve Finance's total value locked is $3.67 billion and Uniswap is $3.38 billion. Now look guys, from next week onwards, I'll try to pull up another metric and I'll try not to concentrate on DeFi. I'll try to maybe look at privacy preserving protocols or anything other. If you do have any suggestions, mention them in the comments below. Now as of today, 4th of Jan, DeFi protocol accounts for 6.91% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. The volume of stable coins has also marginally gone up and it is currently at $29.37 billion, out of which Tether USDT accounts for $22.22 billion. Circle USDC accounts for $2.30 billion and Binance USD accounts for $4.48 billion. And look guys, in the second half of 2023, once the momentum of central bank digital currency kicks in, I wouldn't be surprised if the volume of stablecoin tends to go down. And what I plan to do is I plan to release a series of episodes explaining what stablecoins are, the different types of stablecoins, the algorithmically backed stablecoins, some of the downfall of stablecoins, what are its use cases, are they really censorship resistant and are stablecoin issuers are replicating the role of a bank. So the episode will be at least a series of 3-4 to four episodes where we go ahead and dissect each and every detail of stablecoins. Now as of today, stablecoin accounts for 91.95% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now let's quickly look at the market share, 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin's market share is relatively consistent for almost three months now and it is at $324 billion and Ethereum's market cap is at $153 billion. Now it might be possible that this month the market cap of Ethereum might get closer to the 50% mark of Bitcoin's market cap. What are your thoughts guys? Mention them in the comments below. The 24-hour trading volume is once again ridiculously low. Bitcoin is at $16.2 billion whereas Ethereum is at $5.25 billion. The dominance of Bitcoin has gone down and it is currently at 39.60% 
and Ethereum's dominance has marginally gone up since the last 24 hours and it is at 18.70%. Now let's look at the smart contracting platform. Now all of the smart contracting platform, the market cap has increased but the market cap of Tron has gone down. Now Tron's market cap which is at number 5 is at $5.07 billion and yesterday it was at $5.10 billion. Now let's look at the top 4 market caps. Ethereum's market cap has shot up and it is currently at $153 billion. Binance BNB is at $40.78 billion. Cardano is at number 3rd at $9.11 billion and Polkadot at $5.50 billion. Now look guys, I'd like to pose this question. 5 years from now, so let's say by 2028, when cryptocurrency hopefully goes mainstream, when Metaverse is in the watch of going mainstream, what smart contracting platform will be leading the race? I wouldn't be surprised if it is Ethereum or Cardano and a newer smart contracting platform which is catered to Metaverse and the whole Web3 idea. What are your thoughts guys? Mention them in the comments below. Now let's look at the top 3 cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin the king of all kings is at $16,838 and since the last 24 hours it has marginally gone up by 0.62%. Since the last 7 days it has marginally gone up by 0.92%. Now look guys, I do have this feeling that over the weekend the prices of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies might go down. Now what's going to happen is later on in the month Jerome Powell will be releasing the CPI numbers but because of the money printing which happened towards the end of the year there is a very high possibility that the inflation numbers could once again go up and that's one of the reasons why I do feel that the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies might tend to go down over the weekend. Now Ethereum is $1,250 since the last 24 hours it is up by 2.89% since the last 7 days, it is also up by 4.51%. Binance Coin is at $254. Since the last 24 hours, it is up by 3.71%. And since the last 7 days, it is up by 4.57%. And look guys, listen to my podcast that I released on the 2nd of this month. Where I did talk about the prices might go up. And this is only because of the money printing. Where President Joe Biden has signed $1.7 trillion. Now all of these funds are going to go to massive industries, to institutional investors, hedge fund companies and defense industries. And part of these funds may be utilized in buying Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So I wouldn't be surprised if we might see a temporary hike in the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. But nonetheless, all price predictions are 100% right 50% of the time. Now look guys, 2023 is not having an ideal start particularly for the Bitcoin mining sector and the Bitcoin mining is facing crypto winter in the early days of 2023 and the mining difficulty has also plunged by almost 3.6%. Now just to give you some very basics of how mining works, every 2016th block the mining difficulty gets automatically adjusted and this is what Satoshi Nakamoto programmed when he released the Bitcoin blockchain. Now news BTC has reported that the mining difficulty has moved from 35.36 terahash rate per second and it was trending at 34.09 terahash rate following the adjustment. Now in November, Bitcoin's hash rate was at an all-time high but since then many mining industries have also filed for bankruptcy and Coindesk did publish an article that stated that Core Scientific and Compute North 
filed for bankruptcy, while Celsius Network and BlockFi, two bankrupt crypto lending firms with sizable mining rigs, are likely to also go for restructuring the operations. And just a few hours ago, Cointelegraph has also published an article, Co-Scientific shuts down 37,000 mining rigs it was hosting for Celsius, so Co-Scientific did estimate that cancelling the agreement with Celsius will provide $2 million in revenue per month as long as the price of Bitcoin stays around the $16,700 mark. So it's going to be really interesting to identify how much it costs to mine per Bitcoin. Now look guys, the cost would clearly differ from region to region. It purely depends on what the cost for electricity is in countries, let's say like Iran, or let's say in a remote area or even in Iceland, mining Bitcoin is relatively cheaper. Now, one thing to remember is that the falling of the Bitcoin mining difficulty is definitely not ideal. And Bitcoin blockchain did see a significant fall in decline, particularly when China decided to ban miners. And the Bitcoin mining difficulty did go down to well over 30%. Now, 3.6% is ridiculously less. Now, look, guys, I'm going to throw out the suggestion. If the Bitcoin mining difficulty keeps on going down, could it be possible to do double spending. Now hear me out. If the Bitcoin mining difficulty does tend to go down, you need to remember that there are other miners who have the ability and the capacity to mine at a much higher hash rate per second. Now could it be possible that they have evil intentions and they decide to go ahead and double spend? Now theoretically it is possible but practically why would they do that? Because if they were to do that, they're just showing the biggest loopholes in Bitcoin. And by doing that, the price of Bitcoin would actually fall down. So that's one of the reasons why, despite the mining difficulty going down, there is very high chance. Even though there is a very high chance for double spending, the chances of it. And Adam Back, the CEO of Blockstream, who did share a similar thought. Let's say, if there was a notorious multi-billionaire who did want to manipulate the market, the approximate cost in order to do double spending at one point of time was $8 billion. Now, I'm pretty much sure that number would have substantially increased. So it might be, let's say, take double of that, $16 billion or $20 billion. If a notorious multi-billionaire decides to do that, they can definitely do it. But if the news is spread out that the Bitcoin blockchain has been double spent, the entire value of using Bitcoin goes completely to zero and the person doing the attack will lose much more than 8 or $20 billion. Now, Cointelegraph has also reported that according to a recent report by Hashrate Index, publicly listed BTC miners took on more than $4 billion worth of debt during the run-up to the crypto bull market. Now, because of the greed, a lot of the people getting into the mining industry were expecting that the price of Bitcoin to keep on going high and mesmerized by rising prices, the industry rushed to hand over first to purchase Bitcoin ASICs, that is application-specific integrated circuit miners on easy credits. And this is guys where the nature of human greed kicks in. Now Cypher Capital in Dubai, uh, the managing director, he did have an interview which was published on LinkedIn where he actually did say that they're planning to have Bitcoin mining operations in Abu Dhabi under the ground. Now he did say that they plan to have 25% of Bitcoin's mining hash rate over there. Now you might think that this is a great idea, but you also need to keep into consideration when you talk about Bitcoin blockchain, you always need to remember the distributed nature of the mining industry as well. So having 25% of the hash rate in one location 
is definitely not ideal. Now, the Cointelegraph article states that not all Bitcoin miners embarked on credit fuel expansion strategies. As a matter of fact, just a few days ago, on the 3rd, DG Host announced that it increased BTC production by 60% year-over-year and the company said that it has no debt other than a vendor take-back mortgage on its Alabama facility in the amount of $934,500. And Cointelegraph also did publish a report on the 21st of December that German Bitcoin miner Northern Data said the company had no financial debt while expecting $204 million in revenue for 2022. As long as the price of Bitcoin is consistent, the miners may seem to be making profit. And look guys, the mining industry is a little bit complicated because when you take out loans in order to set up the mining industry, there is a potential to see profits, let's say 12, 18 or 24 months after the installation. But because you've taken loans, if the price of Bitcoin does go below a certain amount, there is a possibility that you might be getting liquidated despite the fact that you might be anticipating profits 18 or 24 months from now. So definitely very crucial to remember when you're getting into the mining industry. And guys, listen, when I'm doing the Bitcoin Beginner's Guide, one area is dedicated only to Bitcoin mining. So I'll definitely touch base on that. And later on in the episode, I'll go ahead and try to give out more detailed timeline on when I'll be covering the Bitcoin mining related information. Now let's talk about some update regarding the legend Sam Bankman-Fried. And the news just broke out earlier is that Sam Bankman-Fried pleads not guilty to fraud conspiracy charges and the US District Judge Louis Kaplan of Southern District of New York in the case has set a target date for the trial to begin in early October. I do believe the date is either the 2nd or the 4th of October. Wall Street Journal has reported that the US prosecutors had charged the FTX founder with engaging in criminal conduct that contributed to the cryptocurrency exchange's collapse. Now, based on the number of charges against him, there should be a possibility for him to go to jail for 115 years. But knowing the history of left-leaning politicians and the fact that Sam Bankman-Fried was heavily donating to left-leaning politicians and his parents were also politicians, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes free. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he's nominated for Nobel Peace Prize Award as well. So what are your thoughts, guys? Mention them in the comments below. And in fact, a news which is covered in the Middle East, that is Gulf News article, also states a federal prosecutor, Daniel Sasson, estimated that a trial could take at least four weeks and said the government will soon turn over hundreds and thousands of documents of evidence to defense lawyers. So definitely really, really critical, particularly in the month of October. I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix releases a documentary. As a matter of fact, there is a very high chance that they will be releasing a documentary. Now, yesterday, Coindesk did report that Sam Bankman-Fried's lawyer asked the court to conceal the identities of $250 million bail co-signers. Now, the lawyer cited privacy and safety concerns as reasons for the request. So, a few days ago, I did report in my news channel as well that Sam Bankman-Fried did pay a bail of $250 million. So the big question in the crypto community was, where does the funding come from? And who were the co-signers? Now, I have this very strong feeling that the co-signers were his parents and extreme left-leaning Democrats. What happens to the $250 million? Does it go to the state or the people who have suffered losses? Will they be reimbursed the $250 million? What are your thoughts, guys? 
mention them in the comments below. Now let's talk about some positive news and this is to do with Ukraine and Binance Pay is helping the Ukrainian. So essentially the news is ANC Pharmacy, a major pharmacy chain, has partnered with Binance Ukraine to launch crypto payments via Binance Pay. And look guys, 2021 was if not one of the best years from Binance and in the early six months of 2021, every day Binance used to have partnership and looks like 2023 is starting out to be a good year for Binance as well. So definitely positive news for Binance. Now let's talk about two news from UAE. Now both the news are events that I'm conducting in the month of February. Now let me start by talking about the first session that takes place on the 2nd of December that is called as Bitcoin Beginner's Guide. And I also have the Ethereum Beginner's Guide. Now the Bitcoin Beginner's Guide is essentially a three-part series. So the first session takes place on the 2nd of February. The second one is on the 9th of February and the third one is on the 16th of February. Now all of these sessions kick starts at 11 a.m. Gulf Standard Time. But the Ethereum Beginner's Guide on the 2nd of Feb starts at 2 p.m. Gulf Standard Time. So let me just give you some brief and overview of what the Bitcoin Beginner's Guide is. So essentially it is a three-part series and it is an initiative to educate and consult the people of Dubai on Bitcoin and blockchain technology. And this is done with Dubai blockchain strategy in mind. Now listen. If you do want to sign up for the event, the event registration details can be found via eventbrite.com or just drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. What I tend to do is whenever I tend to have these sessions, I tend to go live via an application called as Podbean. Now, Podbean is a podcasting app, but you'll only be able to listen to me. And I think that's perfectly fine as well. But let me try to give a very brief overview of what I'm going to be doing on the 2nd of February. Now, the event starts at 11 a.m. Gulf Standard Time, where we discuss the history of Bitcoin. We will discuss the projects before Bitcoin, the prior problems with cryptocurrencies, and there were a couple of projects that existed before Bitcoin. But what Satoshi Nakamoto did, he essentially combined cryptography, hashing algorithm, and mathematics, and he solved the double spend problem. So we're going to be discussing the projects that existed before Bitcoin and how Satoshi Nakamoto solve the double spending problem. We'll also discuss who is Satoshi Nakamoto, why he matters and why he does not. And we'll discuss how does the blockchain work. So what is it that goes into a block and what is it that goes into a chain. So essentially these are the topics I'll be covering on the 2nd of February. Now on the 9th of February, we're going to be discussing Byzantine fault tolerance. We'll discuss the general white paper. And I'm also going to be sharing information on where did Satoshi Nakamoto share the white paper. To be honest guys, a lot of people in the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency space do not even know which website was used. We are also going to be discussing what is private key, what is public key and what is the public address and we'll discuss what is SHA-256 that is secure hashing algorithm 256. So essentially what Satoshi Nakamoto did, he combined cryptography, hashing algorithm and mathematics but listen guys, the explanation will be at a very basic and beginner level. You do not need absolutely any technical expertise. Even a 5 year old will completely understand. Now on the 9th of February is when I'm also going to be discussing how the Bitcoin mining works. So what is it that the miners do? What is it that they are trying to solve? And we'll also discuss the Bitcoin mining difficulty. Now every 2016 block, the Bitcoin mining difficulty gets adjusted. If too many miners are mining and if it is easier, the difficulty gets adjusted which means it becomes tougher. If there are less miners mining Bitcoin, 
that if it is too difficult on the next 2016 block the bitcoin mining difficulty gets reduced in quite a lot more and something which we did experience just a few days ago now on the 16th of february 2023 i'll be discussing the bitcoin market share we'll be discussing the different forks of bitcoin so you have bitcoin cash we have bitcoin satoshi vision i believe there are over 62 different forks of bitcoin we'll also be discussing the basics of lightning network and the basics of liquid network look guys a narrative which is building in the bitcoin and the cryptocurrency space is lightning network not blockchain so at a very basic level i'll go ahead and explore and i'll try to explain what is lightning network and do we actually require blockchain technologies and quite a lot more we'll also discuss the different types of bitcoin we'll also go ahead and explore what are the different types of wallets and we'll also discuss one of the most important thing which i tend to cover quite often in my podcast that is the pillars of open blockchain and we'll also try to explore if things like private blockchain or secure blockchain or permission blockchain do actually exist or can a software do a much better job and we'll also discuss how to buy and sell bitcoin but no investment advice will be given so these sessions are completely free of course absolutely no technical expertise is needed so go to eventbrite.com type in blockchain dxp and sign up for this event you can sign up for all the three events or on the session on the 2nd or on the 9th or on the 16th. Now on the 2nd of February, I do have an Ethereum beginner's guide as well. Now this session starts between 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Gulf Standard Time and that is the second use for today. And once again guys, this session is done in line with Dubai Blockchain Strategy, an initiative to train, educate and consult the people on blockchain technology. Now on the 2nd of February, I'm going to be discussing what is Ethereum, the history of Ethereum. And there were a couple of projects that existed before Ethereum as well. We'll also go ahead and explore the biggest difference between Bitcoin and Ethereum. And by now, I believe everyone knows that the biggest difference between Ethereum and Bitcoin is the smart contracting functionality. We'll also go ahead and discuss the challenges faced by Ethereum, the London hard fork, which I believe was a biggest game changer in the world of Ethereum. And I will also discuss how the things which were implemented in London Hard Fork can be implemented by central banks when they implement central bank digital currencies. We'll also go ahead and explore if Ethereum can flip Bitcoin. We'll also discuss the different stages in Ethereum. Now, one of the biggest change which happened in Ethereum was the merger. And there were essentially five stages. That is the merge, the surge, the verge, the purge, the splurge. So we'll very briefly run through that. And there is another update which is taking place in Ethereum in 2023. So we'll go ahead and look at that as well. Now, if you do want to get involved in Ethereum, what is it that you can do? And how can you build on Ethereum? We'll also go ahead and explore the competitors of Ethereum. And we'll also discuss the current and the future state of Ethereum and quite a lot more. Listen, guys, these sessions are completely free, of course, and ideally suited for a beginner with little or no experience and no prior knowledge or technical expertise is needed. The sessions are completely free, of course. So go to eventbrite.com and search for Blockchain DXP. Or alternatively, you can also drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com. We'll also go ahead and explore the different smart contracting functionalities. And we'll also very briefly look at what zero-knowledge proof is and the different protocols that are being implemented. But listen, guys, one of the big challenges that Ethereum is facing right now is it has been noted for not being censorship resistant so essentially there is an OFAC compliant list and because of proof of stake 
all of the miners are following the OFAC. Listen, this is a big no, particularly when you talk about cryptocurrencies. So I'm going to be sharing my thoughts and my opinions on that. So once again, guys, these sessions are completely free, of course. And that's all for today, guys, for the session for the 4th of Jan 2023. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com and check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. If you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TX. We're listening to the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. I have a question by Sushant who asks, how do you think the mining industry will sustain in 2023? Now, Sushant, this is a very basic question. The mining industry will sustain depending on the price of Bitcoin. Now, I really am not sure what is the cutoff point for miners to determine if they're making profits or losses. And it also depends on the miners' financial capabilities. If they are in a position to withstand losses for the next few months, maybe for the next few years or so. Now, in 2023, I do think that the price of Bitcoin should be around the eighteen dollars to $20,000 mark for the mining industry to go ahead and sustain the price of Bitcoin, which is falling right now. But what happened in US in states like New York and Texas, I do believe that there was a blizzard which may have caused the mining industries to shut down the mining rigs as well. And that could be one of the reasons why the Bitcoin mining hash rate has gone down. But when you talk about the mining industry, you need to look at it at a macro level as to what is going on all across the world. What is going on in Iran, what is going on in Kazakhstan, what is going on in China and India and quite a lot more. Now what I do feel, in order for the mining industry to sustain, the price of Bitcoin needs to be somewhere between the sixteen dollars to $20,000 mark. But once again, which I did mention in my podcast earlier as well, there are certain regions where it is still profitable to mine Bitcoin even at the price of $16,000. If they are in a competitive nature, they may want to keep the price ridiculously low because in that, what they can do is they can acquire as many Bitcoins by being in the industry and suffering Bitcoin miners could be exited from the market. And by doing that, they must slowly try to acquire other mining companies and become a giant. Now, in 2023, I do feel that the price of Bitcoin might stay relatively lower. But Sushant, in 2024 is when the Bitcoin halving would occur. So I do have this feeling because of the human greed, a lot of the miners will be under the assumption that the price of Bitcoin will go to the roof after the Bitcoin half and they'll be trying to acquire as much mining as possible and it makes sense to acquire mining at a ridiculously lower price than at a higher price. So that's what I think. I wouldn't be surprised once central bank digital currency kicks in if that's going to have an impact on the price and the usage of Bitcoin because central bank digital currencies will definitely go mainstream and I do feel that as much as we dislike central bank digital currencies, they're definitely going to be the future in the cryptocurrency and in the fintech world as well. So that are what my thoughts are, Sushant. 
So that's all for today, guys, on the Crypto and Coffee Update from Blockchain DXP. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website that is www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website that is yearview2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five-star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto & Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes in the Crypto & Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. News that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. So thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one. Bye-bye.